This is the Old Republic Podcast. Spoiler warning for the Knights of the Old Republic series, Star Wars, The Old Republic, and all other media. This is where the fun begins. everyone. As I bask in the light of my Ravastola candle that Jenny from Jenny Marie Studios made for me, I'm excited to kind of introduce this this episode to you uh, because we are talking with Emrys from Girls with Sabres. Uh, today it's just going to be Girl with Sabres, uh, but do you want to introduce yourself, Emrys? Yeah, um, my name is Emrys and uh, I am a girl with a saber. <laughs> Normally, there's two of us. Um, my co-host is Luthien, and unfortunately, she cannot be here tonight, so it's just me. But uh, she, uh, Lou, and I uh, run a YouTube channel called Girls with Sabers, and there we do pop analysis, exploring literature, art, film, music. Uh, we meant to be more general. But what happened in 2018 is The Last Jedi, and we decided all we could think of was Star Wars. <laughs> so Girls and Sabers became predominantly a Star Wars channel, but we do cover more things, uh, more mythos and mythology. So um, we love our Star Wars, but we also love a lot of other mythos, like King Arthur. We love Tolkien. We talk about them talk about gothic romance jane austen jane Eyre, all of those good things we do video essays as well as podcasts and video assets edits video edits <laughs> so i don't know what came out of my mouth but it wasn't video edits <laughs> well you didn't say strike doubt so i think you're doing really well so thank yeah. you <laughs> so uh for the people at home, I, I may have said that earlier, and I'm like, yeah, I, I dedicated my life to English, but I still said that, so, yeah. Well, I understand. I I dedicated myself to English as well. The, that's what I uh-huh. have my degree in, is English education with a minor in mass communications. Oh, so, nice. yeah, grammar, making grammatical errors hurts me, hurts my soul, but I do it all the time, <laughs> Just carrying the weight of such transgressions. That is that's your burden to bear. Yes, it is my it's my ring. Yeah, but I mean, editing exists, so like I'm always kind of like, oh, you can edit it later, you know. So, except on Twitter, that is that is my one main issue with Twitter. Well, I have many issues with Twitter, but one is you cannot edit, and so those typos are there permanently, and it it just it hurts me. That's yeah. right. You have to ca- you have to catch it before you get like a like or a retweet because then you can delete it. But as soon as you get like a like, then you're weighing it in your head whether it's worth deleting the tweet. Yes. Or not. So. Yes. Yeah. I mean, technically, I think we have a Twitter, but I'm never going to check because I hate Twitter. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Having the Twitter is my burden to bear, I guess. So. Yeah. Yes. So. Yes. We plugged our Twitter, so you can't say we didn't. You know. Um, <laughs> No, that's right. Yeah. At Old Republic Podcast. Go check us out on Twitter. It's yeah, great. I won't Very see cool. it, you know. <laughs> it is a double-edged sword to own a Twitter, but 
you know, we stay there for the good people that are there. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are good people. You just have to, uh, <laughs> you just yeah. have to kind of be in your, your, your safe community bubble. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm kind of more on the Instagram side of things. So, uh, yeah, I mean, social media has its pros and cons. Um, yes. Yeah. So we'll plug all of our socials later, you know, but um, <laughs> so <laughs> I was there for uh, when you were actually watching Jane Eyre and like, it's been a while since I've seen that movie and like, I just think it's cool that you've kind of found a, a fun community where uh, you you kind of like examine like these kind of timeless themes of like uh like love romance and like all that kind of through like Pride and Prejudice Jane Eyre and all that um so what what kind of uh events do you kind of like put on sometimes we, we do uh, movie watch-alongs where we do commentary and, and discuss more of the, the imagery, the monomyth, the archetypes, and, and things of that nature that you see in, in films and go into the deeper analysis. Sometimes we contrast that with a book. Um, we discuss when it could be autobiographical because a lot of artists or writers, especially in the Victorian era put a lot of their desires in fiction because they couldn't speak them out or explore them in, in public. So there was a lot of psychoanalysis within it and within the, the novels. So we do that um, on our channel. We do a lot of live streams and just try to just lay back and discuss the what could be's and the ifs of uh, Star Wars rumors and new books that come out. We analyze that. Um, we try to just, at the end of the day, Lou and I met on YouTube. We met in a, uh, on a, in, in a comment regarding Raylo and we found out that we had a whole bunch of things in common. We both love the Lord of the Rings. We both love music and art and film history and, and literature and we had so much fun talking about it just in a private message that we thought, oh, we would just like to talk to other people about it <laughs> too, and kind of have a, a community. And so at the end of the day, that's what we hope our, our channel is like is, yes, we talk about these things, we analyze, but at the end of the day, we're just two fangirls, like two friends who just want to share what we love. And discuss why we love it and uh, with, with other people just to, because to me, that's the part of the fun of the fandoms or, or stories mm -hmm. in general is because they were meant to be communal experiences. So it's hard just to speak in a bubble. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. sure. uh, like we just, and we just thought it was, and I love it. I love that I've made friends and, uh, and I really do consider our community friends. Um, I talk to them on a regular basis. Um, you know, we're very open on our social media platform because this community is very important to us. And I, I, it's just that shared excitement, especially during COVID, 
it, it was just mm-hmm. an outlet to be um, an outlet to experience that community a- again. Um, and I just, yeah, I love the community that, that we built. We try to be very positive. Uh, Luthien um, loves to block people. <laughs> oh, okay. Not to be uh, mean about it, but she's she's just very much of like she wants to protect this to be a safe place. So if yeah. any bullies or trolls come in, not people of different opinions, of course we want to keep the discussion open. But if there's someone that's coming in that just wants to stir up drama, she she blocks them in a heartbeat just because she wants yeah. this place to be a safe a safe place just to enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy these stories. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I have to delete comments, block people, restrict people. I can understand that. Like, I, I'm always down to have a discussion, but sometimes, like, people just don't come in with a, an open mindset, you know? And it's kind of just more to be like... Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's... I should have said love. I think it's my, uh, I'm from the South. And so sometimes we speak in hyperbole. (laughs) Just just take that with a a grain of salt. But yeah, she doesn't love it. But I guess she has no problems with blocking the trolls where, you know, I'm sometimes I'm afraid because I'm going to hurt their feelings. (laughs) I don't. Yeah, I'm probably in the same boat, you know, with Luthien. So like yeah. maybe a little bit like you know kind of like I'm okay to do that because like sometimes you just have to to yeah um, kind of protect your, your little community and like I understand that like uh kind of just like during corona covid uh pandemic whatever you want to call it you know I can understand like a lot of stuff went on hold and like the mm-hmm. podcast kind of became like my social network when a lot of things were closed down yes uh like people have like commented like you know like all over the world like in australia bosnia you know like all over and they say oh i love your podcast it's really helped me get through this time and like for me like the comments like those are are priceless so they really are like i love that we have uh friends from china from Russia, from Italy, from England, from all over the area, the world. And uh, it's just, it's the great part of the social media. And that's why we, we stay on it. <laughs> Although it's a double-edged sword, we're, we're still there for the people that make it, make it yeah. better. But I've been so uh, impressed with your, uh, kind of like your podcast, what, all the, all the different things you do, the watch-alongs, the video essays, the videos, you know. And I just love, like, your analysis. Like, uh, you also cover, like, Star Wars news, but, like, I always love it when people kind of, like, look into, like, the historical and, like, kind of, like, literary traditions and things. Like, probably because yes. I was mm-hmm. an English major, too, and I'm like, oh, this is so fascinating. I love it, you know. And yeah you've you've carved out a positive fandom that I don't think like gets a lot of love sometimes you know and it's just kind of nice to like uh kind of see things like um I guess from more of like maybe like a a feminine perspective a different perspective you know than Mm -hmm. I see a lot and 
you guys are just so passionate and love what you love, which I love, you know? So yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. We, this is all labor of love. Like it really is. And I think you, you know, podcasters know the work <laughs> behind the, the scenes and it's, it's exactly what you said. We do this because we love it. We love the subject matter and, we love uh, talking to people about these things. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, my degree is English education and that, that included literary analysis. And But it's also something that I just do. Like I write, I write essays after I see a movie or, uh, <laughs> or uh, read a book just because I have to get it out of my system of things that I saw and that were meaningful to me. That, I mean, that's why I do it. It's not necessarily um, I'm going to get graded or, or going to publish that essay. It's more of a that's that's how I distill meaning from media that I consume. Like hmm. I'm a person that I'm always analyzing something. And to me, it, it, it makes a movie or a book or music more meaningful to look at it from various perspectives, especially applying archetypes and looking at it through the monomyth lens um, or, you know, and, and the female point of view, I do feel like is something that, that star Wars needs more of Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, I really, uh, I really do see um, just the value that the female fans do bring to the community. Like we, we also have met some fabulous female podcasters that we've collaborated with, as well as, and I don't want to belittle the the guys that we collaborate with because we've met some just brilliant fans, no matter what the gender is. But it's. It's nice to hear the voices that um, don't get as much attention, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, yeah, um, you know, I, I really, I, I do feel like, I, I really do wish that more Star Wars fans would explore more of the feminine point of view of storytelling and the female voices. Um, since we're going to talk about Raylo, that is one thing that I wish people who, um, are anti-Raylo or not knowledgeable of Raylo would seek out is Mm -hmm. the more academic perspective. Like I love romance. I love, um, I love love, (laughs) but, but at the same time, I'm an academic person and, uh, I see Raylo not just because I love the chemistry between Adam Daisy and Adam Daisy. Oh my goodness. Adam <laughs> Driver and Daisy Ridley. They're just, they're the dyad. They just have fused into one. Um, <laughs> but, but also because of the, the rich mythology and um, references and motifs that Raylo uses. That's one thing that I wish more people, more fans would just explore because it is, Raylo is more than just a ship. It, it has so much depth and meaning that we started our channel shortly after The Last Jedi in 2018 and we're still talking about Raylo. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would just like, 
if you're anti-Raylo or if Raylo is just something that you think of people writing fan fiction about, and I don't want to lessen those things, you everyone needs to enjoy the way that they enjoy fandom. But I would I would encourage you just to listen to um, more analysis about Raylo if you're skeptical of it because. If it is applied the way that many Raylo theorists want to apply it, it can heal the Skywalker saga. <laughs> and yeah. that's that's like that's what we want. We want to heal the myth of this family that introduced us to this galaxy. Yeah. Great thought. I wholeheartedly agree. One thing I I hope like is kind of implemented in the future. I linked it in the chat because I love books so much is the heroine with the thousand and one faces. It's yes. uh, by mm-hmm. Maria Tatar or maybe it's Tatar. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like looking at uh, stories that ha- were overlooked and like, I, I mean, I, I like the hero of the thousand faces. Maybe, like, I like it a little too sanctimoniously, but, like, this book kind of, like, got me to really think uh, a lot of things through. And, like, I'm yeah. like, for me, maybe this is... I still love uh, Campbellian thought, you know? Like, Vogler as well, you know? But I'm like, this is a good thing to add, I think, to kind of, like... I don't know, what would it be called? The... The mythological storytelling canon you know? yeah like, yeah mm-hmm. well, it's it's a way to explore the lens like i it's not necessarily the the template when i say template i'm not necessarily meaning a drawing it can be a drawing because a drawing helps us go through the steps that a hero or heroine takes but i feel like applying a template allows us to analyze it better maybe that's just my teaching perspective but I when I taught I like to use graphs <laughs> and charts yeah. like this is how you approach a story and like one of those is the hero's journey um we we have covered um Marie Murdoch's heroine's journey um and discussed her her template because she was a student of Campbell and realized that there are these heroines that really don't take the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they they do a step above. Like there there is a deep psychological dig that they're doing where it's not to build up strength. It's to heal a wound. It's to it's like an intimate story about relationships. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people had problems with Ray is because Ray did not really go on the Campbell uh, heroine's journey. She, or hero's journey, she went on the Maureen Murdoch heroine's journey. Um, And it's all about wanting intimacy and belonging. Like Ray never says, I want to be a Jedi like my father before me, like Luke said. She goes, I want someone to show me my place in all this. I want belonging. Um, And that's more of a heroine's journey. And if you look at Maureen Murdoch's chart that, that, you know, people use to to map her cycle, Ray goes on all of those. 
things. So she really does follow an arc. It's just an arc that people are not familiar with. Like you were saying, uh, it's a different way to tell a story and it's not wrong. It's just different. Yeah. And I'm, I'm in the middle of reading it right now. Then I think like I'll have kind of hit the, the big mythology books. Like, cause it's like the hero with a thousand faces and then the, uh, Maureen Murdoch's book and, uh, Christopher Vogler's book. And then, uh, this heroine with a thousand and one faces. So it's if so anyone... many books. Yeah. So little time. Yeah. <laughs> I still have so many to read. I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know if I can ever do it. But yeah. Audiobooks a... help me out a lot. So yeah. I, should, yeah. I should do that. But yeah, I, I think I think her name is Kel Kerringer. If I say that wrong, someone just send me a message and went, you know you got that wrong. But she also wrote a book about the heroine's journey and it's a little bit different than Marie Murdoch's. So again, it's like, it's these, uh, and you see that in, you see that in college. Like when we, when we went to university and we wrote a literary analysis, there's like millions of people who wrote about uh, the Canterbury Tales. <laughs> Yeah, and they they all right, have yeah. a different perspective of what the Canterbury Tales meant, and you know yeah. the journey that they take and stuff. And so, like you glean things from Campbell and Murdoch and Garringer and Fry, and like I just it, it like it all it all just helps you. You know, it's and not even the Raylo community. Like different Raylos see Raylo differently and it means different things to people but it just is all to help you explore these stories more in depth if you if you desire to yeah and I mean there's a quote well I'm not going to quote it exactly but uh Joseph Campbell um he says like a myth is true for the time it's written in and I was kind of like I read the hero's journey uh this earlier this year like in February and I'm like oh he has some really good thoughts some thoughts are outdated but then I was kind of thinking about what he said and I was like I think like what he says will always have like pieces of truth in it but like yeah Mm -hmm. I don't think he's the final say you know like that's why we have different like people kind of lending their interpretation to mythological themes because mythology is always like fluctuating we're always telling stories uh time will always be different for everyone and I was like oh it doesn't mean like one perspective you know has to be wrong but it's like we just kind of have right. new, new new views on mythology and uh, mythological storytelling so mm-hmm. yeah 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 I mean no one has it's stories are subjective and even analysis is subjective so like there are different, like I said, there are different perspectives of Raylo. There are some great podcasts out there like What the Force and uh, Women of the Wills and uh, Lords of the Sith that are Raylo podcasters. But they have a different take of Raylo than we do. It's just, it's just we're applying different methodology to it all. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and deriving meaning and I, I, I like and I I to me they're all legit it's like 
if you use the text and the text supports your analysis, then it's one other way of looking at it and one other way of making the movie or story experience more more meaningful. Do you know what would be hilarious? <laughs> is if in 500 years someone is like writing a thesis on Raylo, you know? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and like they have to cite a tweet or something and maybe they're citing your <laughs> tweets, you know? Yeah, there you go. Like, why was Raylo so hated? Yeah. <laughs> that would be the, the analysis. Yeah. Maybe back in the day when, like, the King Arthur, like, cycle was being written. I guess it's a cycle. Like, maybe some people are like, Lancelot and Guinevere is toxic. Here's why. You know, it's abusive yeah. or something like that. And it's like, and now it's just like a love story, you know, so. Yeah, well, and all relationships have some level of toxicity to them. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's because we're human, and every human has strengths and weaknesses, and, you know, it, that's the story, is you develop, and you mature, and you uh, turn away from such toxic behavior, but that's like a step at a time, and I think that's one misunderstanding is most Raylos did not want Ray with Kylo Ren. Most Raylos wanted Ray with Ben Solo, uh, a mature Ben Solo. Like most Raylos will tell you that when they are on crate and they're having the final force bond and she shuts the door on him, that was a healthy thing for Ray to do. (laughs) You need to to get your stuff together before we can be in a relationship tonight. You sleep on the base, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Call me when you're ready. When Ben Solo is ready to come back, because that's what—that's yeah. who she shipped herself off for. She did not ship herself off for Kylo Ren. She went to go and get Ben Solo, and that's. that's... She also put on a lot of makeup and did her hair all nice. So I'm like, mm. yeah. yeah, she was, well. you know looking for love i think so (laughs) she definitely was she definitely was yeah so so you mentioned that you um you know you really got into kind of this uh raylo story arc kind of after the last jedi were there certain parts of the last jedi that really spoke to you in terms of their relationship and their character building or was it just kind of you know the last jedi as a whole um well i became a raylo when i saw the force awakens (laughs) Like, okay. I yeah, I um I recognize like the the gothic romance um kind of uh Hades and Persephone reference that they did when uh Ray ate the fruit in the castle in Takadana, like uh Persephone eats the pomegranates and then Hades comes and carries her to the underworld. Uh so I'm like, okay, the bridal carry and the theme, the musical theme with the two of them, like, answering and calling back forth to each other. And it swells and then it, like, parallels itself with Tchaikovsky's Romeo and Juliet. Oh, I'm yeah. like, okay, this is more than just he's taking her to interrogate her. This is, they're saying that something more romantic is happening with these two characters. And then, yeah. 
like he takes his mask off, which is like a, a revealing his face, which is a big deal in Star Wars. You just don't take your mask off for anybody. Yeah. So, and he didn't want to kill her. He said, I want to train you. You know, he kept on standing up for her, even Snoke. Like, he's like, she, she's stronger than the Force, stronger than she even knows. Like, so to me, I was like, they're, they're doing something between these two characters. And they're doing a lot of motifs. And I think they're going to end up together. And yeah. so I went into The Last Jedi thinking that, going, okay, well, let's see what this movie does. And then I was like, okay. It is now Jane Eyre in space. It is now Pride and Prejudice in space. <laughs> I am ready. I, you know, I, I am on this train. Uh, I've got to talk about this movie because it's everything that I've ever wanted. <laughs> I've always been a Star Wars fan since yeah. I was a child. But, and, but I've also always been a gothic romance fan. I've also, like, Jane Eyre is my favorite book. Um, I was... I love Jane Austen. So uh, just the fact that gothic romance married Star Wars <laughs> just delighted my soul. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I could not ask for anymore. Um, but one thing I love about The Last Jedi is it's very intimacy based. It's very much about mm-hmm. two people who are on opposite sides of the spectrum having to talk and having to share the most hurtful parts of their lives. And I, well, I loved all the force bonds, but the finger touching scene is probably one of the most meaningful scenes I've seen in cinema. Like to just have that, those two say such simple, but such meaningful expressions to one another Like, you're not alone, neither are you, you can come back. And then for them to touch fingertips and for that to be such a heightened meaning was really beautiful. It it reminds me of, there's a scene in the 2005 Pride and Prejudice with Keira Knightley where Darcy takes her hand and he picks her, you know, he helps her up the carriage and then there is a shot of his hand where he's flexing it, like just touching her hand just sent electric shocks. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, the hand like, flex. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And back then, like you weren't supposed to touch skin on skin. It was very rare. So the fact that he was able to touch her was like, it just was more electric and we've lost a lot of that these days like um you know things are you're not in relationship until you kiss or (laughs) something like that like people needed more of a literal where that was more courtly and more victorian it was like restraint and romance instead of like a pure um a literal, you know, explanation. It was like something that you see in courtly love books. And yeah, that's why I'm saying it's Pride and Prejudice in Space, just because it's it's one touch can make you fall in love with someone. Yeah. And I I didn't really see the Raylo in um 
The Force Awakens, but I did, like, see some metas, like, while we were waiting for uh, The Last Jedi, and I was like, huh, maybe they're onto something, and then you saw, like, the trailer for The Last Jedi, I'm like, it was basically Raylo the trailer, and I was like, wow, okay, like, <laughs> yeah. they're really going down this route, you know, and it yeah. really reminded me of, like, Revan and Bastila, you know? Uh, yes. So, like, basically mm -hmm. the Force Bonds. I was like, oh, they're literally doing, you know, like, uh, that that Force Bond. So, like, I was on board for it. And it is interesting because I think, like, we're kind of in more of a literal age right now. Yes. Um, and so, like, people are kind of interpreting, like, stories more as prose. But, like... Stories are kind of more like poetic, and especially Star Wars, it's like a, a mythic fairy tale, you know, in space. So, like, it's hard because a lot of people think, like, one for one, like, oh, uh, Kylo uh, pushed Rey into a tree, and that means, like, they can't be in a relationship. And I'm like, oh, they're in a war. You know, like, yeah. I think, like, a tree mm -hmm. is, like, the least of people's problems, you know? And, like, I mean, there there can be, like, conversations to have, like, you know, like, about abuse and stuff. But I'm like, I think, like, if anything, like, the movies always stress that, like, Kylo is never aggressive, you know, in comparison, like, to mm -hmm. Ray. Like, if you look at, like, Poe's interrogation scene, right. it's like, I think everyone yeah. forgot, like... I don't know. They're very different, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. And that's, that's why they did that is there was a contrast like Poe is in a dark room and Kylo comes all in all intimidating. And with Ray, the room was all lit and Kylo was kneeling, <laughs> you know, like there is, and he's very gentle in the book. He says he doesn't want to do this. He just needs the map. And, and I wish they kept that line out. I, uh, I wish they kept that line in. I wish he said, you know, in the book, he says, I need the map, you know, and you know, I can get whatever I want. And she knows that because her, she's been mind probed. So people read that, you know, I can take anything I want from being like very sexually abusive. Like they hear, they mm -hmm. hear a rape threat in that. And he's not yeah. talking about hurting her physically or violating her. He's talking about, I need the map because we're at war. And that's my mission that my master has given me is to find the map so I can go and kill Luke Skywalker. That's what he's talking about. And it, it's the trope. Like you said, it's enemies to lovers in Force Awakens, they're enemies. It's a war, and that's the context. <laughs> like, they're fighting a war. But look at how he battles Finn versus how he battles Rey. Like, Finn, he just, he's ferocious with Finn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he puts his saber through Finn's spine. With her, He's like, he continuously, he's fighting her not to hurt her. He's fighting her to get her to stop so he can ask her the question. People see him as being weak. I'm like, he's not weak, guys, because he's not dueling her to win. He's dueling her to 
get her to come and, and let, let him be her teacher. You need a teacher. I can show you the ways of the force. And by that time, he was dealing from how many wounds? <laughs> like the you know, two East blaster, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's like, it, if he wanted to kill her, he could just push her down that cave, <laughs> down that precipice, you know, like it's, again it's enemies to lovers and it's another theory that that Raylo's love I wish I came up with it I didn't but it's called reverse Anadella Anadala where basically Raylo is the parallel of Anakin and Padme but in reverse you know Anakin Padme met Anakin when he was like a golden fair-haired child. Like he was the promised one. He was the golden boy. And Mm -hmm. then he grew up and Sidious twisted his heart to become this monster, to become Vader. And thus, you know, thus it ends in tragedy. With Raylo, Rey meets him as a monster. But Rey's love for him heals him and helps him turn into back into a man so with Padme and Anakin it's man to beast with Raylo it's beast to man and that's why we call it beauty and beauty and the beast in space as well it's and and like if you look at Disney's beauty and the beast Belle did not change the beast the beast changed for her which I think a lot of people miss and they're like oh I heard once about, you know, um, what's it called? <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. And no. It, yeah, uh, there's a lot of videos on that. But basically, okay, one, it's a fairy tale. <laughs> yeah. Two, <laughs> right. like, she did not say, he just didn't ca- kidnap her. It was an exchange. She made the contract, the agreement. I will stay here with my father. He said, do you agree with this? And he said, yes, done. So there's a, a contract there. And if you look at the stained glass at the very beginning, there is a Latin phrase. And I can't remember what the, the phrase is. I just know the translation. The translation is, he conquers who conquers himself. So, and that's written right under the beast's stained glass. Meaning he had to, co- he won not one bell, but he won the story because he conquered the beast within. Where yeah. Gaston mm-hmm. allowed the beast to overtake himself. You know, Gaston is the true beast of the story because he wanted to possess Bell. Where the the beast was like, "I love you, but if you need to go to the father, even though it's gonna hurt me." And I'm going to turn into a beast forever. I love you so much that so I'm willing to take that consequence. Yeah. So go. And and that's, you know that there's a heart change. But that's what Ray Rayla was supposed to be, was love helps. Love takes away the poison instead of love being the poison. Yeah. And I believe the Latin phrase, I, I'm going to get the pronunciation wrong, but it's Vincent K. Say Vincent. So thank you. I'm you sorry. can comment <laughs> below how bad my Latin was. I've been trying that, to learn for a long time. That so. was pretty good Latin, I thought. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, thanks. go go for it. I I couldn't I couldn't remember. I was like, it, it begins with a V. So yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> use the English translation. <laughs> Actually, if I was trying to do it in classical Latin, I think I was supposed to, like, the V is a W, so um, we'll just oh, pretend yeah. we're doing, um, I don't know what the, so there's classical Latin <laughs> and then kind of the Latin they use in churches, so um, mm-hmm. yep. I forget what the other one is called, so. Um, whatever whatever the Beauty and the Beast creators <laughs> That's right, yeah. We'll yeah. have to consult Beauty and the Beast them. Latin, yeah. We're now a Beauty and the Beast uh, podcast, so um, I'll have to okay. be like, so, and I'll ask them, and I'll be like, so when you're animating this, like, were you using the classical Latin or, you know, the updated Latin? <laughs> what is that called? And they'll be like, I don't remember that. What are you talking about? And Yeah, so it'd be really fun, so. That's the feminine aspect of the story, like, you look at mythology, the females are healers. Like the, they're the ones that heal. And, uh, and you see that with Belle and, and the beast, like what is the first thing that she does to kind of start a, a relationship. And when I say a relationship, I'm, I'm talking about a friendship first because I feel like Belle and the beast became friends before they became lovers, but she tended his wound and that's what Ray does. Ray is the healer Jedi. And we, we saw this, Lou and I saw this at the very beginning. We're like, she's a healer. And this is why. Like, she's a scavenger. She fixes broken things. She doesn't throw things away. She, she heals them. And I think that's very much like Bastila Shan. Like, Bastila Shan was also a healer Jedi. Like, she... Uh, healed Revan um, and you see that at the very beginning like in the Force Awakens Kylo Ren's mask and whole get up looks it's like it looks like Revan yeah mm-hmm. and Ray's outfit uh, reminds you of Bastila Shans and of course she gets the yellow light yeah mm-hmm yeah, it was so interesting watching the rise of Skywalker because it was like, uh, I mean, I mean, this probably is a bit of a sore, you know, subject, you know, rise of Skywalker. But um, when I watched before I watched it, I was spoiled. I didn't realize I was spoiled, like, because I'm like, oh, yeah, Reddit post is going to spoil, you know, the biggest <laughs> saga's yeah. ending of all time and then it's like it, oh, it sure did it, it sure did. did you know like <laughs> and um so even though i knew what was coming when ben died like i cried because i'm like uh, it's not futile what he did he saved ray and he mm-hmm. loved her you know and uh like even though I knew what was going to happen, I, like maybe even because I knew what was going to happen, I'm like, they're just wasting this, you know, like I cried, like, you know, like tears fell down, you know, like stoically, like I wasn't like bawling in a theater. But, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I, sure. I was like, oh, like it's hard because I, I feel like kind of when I like am like, oh, I like Ben Solo, you know, and like some guys are just like oh, you just think he's hot, you know, and you're fangirling. And it's like, sometimes, like, 
I get the feeling that like some people think like if a girl is passionate about something, they just call it fangirling, and it's like no, right? Just, yeah, yeah. I like this character and I like this dynamic, but like, mm-hmm. I kind of think that Disney, um, they didn't quite like the response of the Last Jedi because it was a bit different, you know, and they're like, okay, like we'll just kind of try to make everyone happy and by doing that I think they made no one happy you know and I think they're just like uh people don't seem to like this this Raylo dynamic so Mm -hmm. we're just gonna have um Ben die you know like and yeah you know and that should end this saga really well you know and it's like right yeah yeah Sometimes I talk to some people and it's just like, oh, you just like it because it's a young adult trope, you know, like bad boy, good girl, you know? And it's like, no, like this is really tapping on some ancient patterns that really resonate with people. And I think that having the proper ending, you know, like it doesn't mean like Ray is only a girlfriend or Ben Solo is only a boyfriend, like they'll have trials and tribulations and like it doesn't mean like a happy ending means like they're happy forever you know but like i i think it would have been a better ending to to have these people like live you know yeah um yeah i to me i at the the end of rise of skywalker it it felt kind of like tragedy for tragedy's sake um but i don't know how how you would have wrapped up the story uh any any better i would with the length of the story that was being told or trying to be told in the rise of Skywalker. So yeah, it, it might've been a little heavy handed with the, with the tragedy, but I, I personally, when I watched it, I was, I was okay with the way that, that, that story arc, uh, fell out. But I, I did really like, um, what we were saying about kind of the, the, you know, inverse parallel to Anakin and, uh, Padme. Cause I definitely can, uh, see that now and take a lot out of that. And, you know, it kind of fits in with a lot of these uh, ring theory things that, you know, Cassie and I have been talking about. So, yeah, we kind of lost you for a second because uh, at first I was like, oh, did she did she exit the chat? Because we brought up, you know, Rise of Skywalker. Like, did she just kind of like hard quit? You know, it's like, that's, oh, maybe we that's true. Had yeah. a safety word, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> oh, Bye. No, I- I'm sorry, my uh, computer has decided to die, and uh, it's like been it. It heard the rise of Skywalker and decided <laughs> it's it's dead now. Hashtag it's, nope. That's yeah. that's right. Yeah, the, yeah, I am out of here. Done, done with this. Yeah. But yeah, we were starting to get into the rise of Skywalker, and I guess what were kind of kind of your takeaways with you know, kind of the end, um, you'd mentioned that, you know, Ray was a healer and that was kind of a, a big, you know, kind of cornerstone of her character arc in Rise of Skywalker. Um, and then I guess just how that kind of culminated into, um, you know, eventually Ben, you know, sacrificing himself, uh, to save her at the end. Um, did you, I guess, I guess just kind of what were your general thoughts, I guess, of, of their story as it kind of wrapped up there? Well, it is reverse on Adala, but it, it, because it is Anakin wanted to save Padme, but Ben did what Anakin wouldn't do, which is lay his life down for for his Padme. 
So to me, that's, that's how I can swallow it. Do I like it? Absolutely not. Rise of Skywalker. I, I, I actually went, I actually went through grief about it. Like I, I felt dead during the holidays of 2019. Like I would have nightmares of my friends being buried in quicksand. <laughs> it sounds dramatic, but I know I, I would kept on telling myself it's just a, it's just a movie. But at the same time, like that was my childhood and seeing and knowing that the hope of the Skywalkers Ben solo is dead. Just really it just really hurt me, especially knowing what kind of life he had, that he was manipulated and abused in the womb and heard mm-hmm. voices throughout his childhood. And like he was never able, he never had a chance. So I would really would have loved for them to have given that chance. Um, like if Revan could have killed, like he killed millions He committed genocide. He did more than Kylo Ren ever did. But he was allowed to live and have a child with Bastila. So I wish the same mercy would be given to Ben Solo. The hope that I have is that he is the archetype of the Christ figure. He laid down his life for the person that he loved. And if he follows that archetype, the chains of death don't weigh him down. He will resurrect. And um, to me, that doesn't belittle his sacrifice. It shows the power of that sacrifice, that the power of the dyad, the power of the love between them um, will defeat death itself. Like there's a lot of new material from the secrets of the Sith that talk about how the dyad is unbreakable it is uh it has unlimited power and it's supposed to usher in a new era well the dyad was never allowed to do that and if the force waited a thousand years (laughs) to you Mm -hmm. know unseen for generations then i think that the force can resurrect then like we don't know the power of the dyad and if it's the power of life itself then I mean, if, if the door is open, it's just if if Lucasfilm has it planned or not. And yeah. to me, it just makes commercial monetary sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. that's my hope. My hope is he's going to come back. Hashtag save Ben Solo, you know. Exactly. And- I don't know, The Rise of Skywalker was such a weird emotional whiplash because I was like, Ben died. Yeah. But then I was like, but a yellow lightsaber happened and they mentioned a dyad yeah. and scene for generations, thus making KOTOR canon. <laughs> so like, but I'm like, but Ben died, you know? Like, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, you know that there are some scenes, like there are some aspects of The Rise of Skywalker that I do like. Yeah. Like I love the fact that Rey is a healer and she, and I like that. I love the scene between Han and Ben. Oh, everyone that loves scene. that scene. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. To me, I feel like they should have 
redeemed him at the very beginning and people could have seen Ben Solo and had him for a couple of hours more because I think even the haters like because Ben is basically Han Solo with the powers of Anakin Skywalker yeah I mean in my Mm -hmm. review you know for Rise of Skywalker I was like he's like Ben Solo is if Han Solo and Anakin had a baby and it was awesome yeah so yeah he has the heart of Han Solo with that mighty Skywalker blood. I mean, that's right out of The Last Jedi. I'm just cutting and pasting it two sentences together. Yeah. But yeah, like, I, I, um, yeah, I just, my friend Jared says the the rise of Skywalker made a lot of interesting choices. And I guess that's how diplomatic I can say, like, choices I don't were know. Made, and, you know, choices were made. And I wasn't a, yeah, um, but there's, there's always hope that he can come back. Yeah. You know, mythology, people resurrect in mythology all the time. Yeah. And I, I'd be open to seeing more stories and, uh, it would be Mm -hmm. cool. And I mean, even in the Lego holiday special, I was like, wow, she's able to grieve Ben Solo there, you know? And yeah. And like, probably yeah. even more than she did in The Rise of Skywalker for some reason. But um, I think they didn't do that because they knew. I think they didn't want people devastated. And if to see Ray devastated, like to sink in, they basically killed her soulmate. <laughs> yeah like i mean if the the audience was allowed to grieve that and ray was like how you know you just you you the the heroine didn't get what she wanted you know so Mm -hmm. again it's this like are we listening to what we what we do to the heroines in the story leia didn't get what she wanted yeah ben came back but Leia laid her life down to save her son, and her son died anyway. Yeah. And yeah. I just wish people like that would just sink in. Like, uh, what are we, what are we doing to the female characters, and why aren't they getting what they want? Why are they have not having a happily ever after? Yeah. And don't female stories deserve a happily ever after too? Like, why did Ray end up? That's another problem I have. I guess I, I know she's on the, the Falcons around the other corner. I just would have loved her to at least be with her friends, you know, and BB-8 looking at the binary sunset, like here's her new family <laughs> or, or something. Yeah. Um, I just wish she had the group shot that Luke Luke had or, you know, that um, Owen and Baru had each other and you know they they were like embracing each other and embracing baby Luke and that was the last shot there yeah so it always ends up with hope and family and I just felt like Ray's story ended up in isolation yeah and what a way to what a way a theme to to uh end on and the isolation that was yeah covid you know yeah i mean like when i say like i want happy endings it doesn't mean like i want everything to be perfect and that there won't be like 
problems for, you know, future stories right. and characters to have. But I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. I think like happy endings, like it doesn't mean like every character has to have a happy ending. Good always, good people always get the things they want. Bad people always die. You know, like I'm okay with some ambiguity, but I think like uh, we just needed some more connectivity and like yeah. I don't know hope. You know, out of the Rise of Skywalker, and I hope like future stories like. I don't know, kind of, like, tell the story they want to tell uh, and don't feel compelled to, like, they have to change certain things so, like, a certain segment of, like, Reddit will like it, you know? Yes, um, yes. That, that's what I kind of want. Um, so we kind of touched on some of the parallels, like, you know, with um, Raylo and Ravastula, you know? Uh, and... We kind of have touched on it a bit, but what are some of the biggest, like, uh, parallels that you see that you notice as, like, the number one Raylo, you know, podcast in the world? <laughs> we're, well, we're not number, I wish we were number one, but... The ultimate Raylo we're not. podcast in the world. <laughs> um, I, yeah, that's, that's very sweet of you. Um, well, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm 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 overtaken by the the compliment, but um, uh, there's just a there's a number of parallels. There's the aesthetics of the two. Um, like if you look at the way the the mask, and that's right out of the gate of the Force Awakens. Um, the way that the two are styled and uh, Kylo's mask. Kylo's mask looks more like Revan's mask than Vader's mask. Um, the fact that they're two very powerful force users and they, they have a bond. The fact that they both share um they both share each other's feelings with each other. They're both very intimate. You know, Basilid shares with Revan her struggles of darkness within her. And then, you know, he, she heals Revan physically. And you, you see that with Ray and Ben, you see the intimacy that is growing between them through discussion. Um, you, I you have the prodigal son return like that's one way that the Knights of the Old Republic game ends is they call Revan the prodigal son or the prodigal knight well that's Ben Ben was the prodigal son the prodigal knight who returned home uh, Revan was also in sense reborn and was allowed to live her, his life over again I mean course there's that whole you can have that debate of whether the jedi were evil (laughs) they were up to some shady stuff you know there they were they were but uh, just he was reborn and he was allowed to make another choice well ben was also you know reborn with the touch of 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 the healer jedi so um i think bastila's parents were also scavengers because Basla's father kept on going uh, on trips and things and his her mother was afraid of um, 
the journey and everything. So you have that scavenger parallel. Yeah. Uh, you have their ages. Basila is around 19, 20 years old. So is Ray. Um, Kylo is in his 30s. Uh, Revan, I think, is either 35 or 40 around that age area. So yeah. you have that that age gap too there's just a a lot of things i mean if you if you listen to the bond especially jedi kyle i think is his name i'm sorry it's late and i i'm very tired but if you look at his uh explanation of what force bonds are and how like a bond broken can be a wound in the force then that's that's right. Oh, there's that Jolie um, Bindu quote about how um, the the light the, the light reawakened him, um, which to me sounds very Raylo s that the light awakened Ben Solo because that's the whole Force Awakens is is Ray is that light that has awoken, and Kylo fills that. So I, I, to me, it take it took right, it took Lou and I a couple of podcasts <laughs> to to dive into all the similarities, but there definitely there is definitely similarities between the two. I think one is just written from a, a male perspective, like how a male would write the story, and the other one is like from a femme gaze. Because Revan and, and Kylo, I think, are very similar. But, you know, Revan is like the ultimate fantasy, power fantasy. Like he's stoic and he's wise and he's a tactician and he's also a, a scholar and a philosopher and like yeah. a powerful force user. And to, that's not belittling to him. Like I love Revan. Yeah. I'm a Revan fan girl. You know, I've played Kotor several times i have his bobblehead same here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you have ben who is the same but he's emotional he's like he's he shows more of his wounds and again that's kind of like the female gaze of i want to heal this person because this person is injured well so is Revan, but he doesn't show it where Ben shows it. So it's the how a female would want to see Revan. And when I say female, I'm not talking about gender. I'm talking about storytelling utility. Does that make, yeah. <laughs> make any mm-hmm. sense? So sure. like heroes, yeah. male characters can go on heroes quest. They also can go on heroines quest. It's like what utility what what template are you following and that's the same thing with male gaze and female gaze like ryan johnson who is a man and identifies as a man wrote a femme gaze story like told it through the heroine's journey and told it through like a female perspective of like more about intimacy and belonging and relationships than about um about like more action sequences and that was a big criticism of of the last jedi yeah so it's 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 that it's like Raylo was more about um 
was more about the internal journey than uh, Revan Abbas was. was. Um, But it it still has the same story. It's still about a a bond that saves both people and saves the galaxy at large. Yeah, I mean, it seems like there's always rumors of an old Republic, like something coming along, you know, which like, if you listen to our pilot, like, that's the reason why we created uh, this podcast is, like, because we're, like, what if it, like, we love Knights of the Old Republic. What if it comes on screen? Yeah. You know? And yeah. What I would love with Revan and Bastila, if they are to be on screen, you know, uh, and they decided to go, like, uh, you know, like, I guess what was the old canon route, you know? Like, I would love mm-hmm. to just see that relationship develop because it would kind of progress like we had a ring theory episode where we kind of talk about like Revan and Bastila's whole history where like Revan began as a Sith Lord and then like he was injured Bastila saved him and then like later down the line Revan is a Sith you know and uh Revan saves her you know so it's like they're all kind of like they kind of go through, like, I think, like, the whole, you know, experience you can have in Star Wars, you know? Like, they help each other out at different times and become better. And, like, the, right. their bond, mm-hmm. um, I think, like, we we talk about the thesis of KOTOR and, like, KOTOR 1, I think, like, the thesis is, like, uh, people can become better. Like, all of the companions have their problems, but, like people can become better. And I think, like, in this day and age, like, I think, like, we might need, you know, more hope and, like, uh, more empathy, you know? Like, allow people to change and become better. And I think to kind of see that, Mm -hmm. like, reflected in a story, I think could really affect some change rather than just being like, oh, if you're evil, redemption equals death, you know? Like, allow people to be reborn, you know? Like learn from mistakes and and not have to be killed you know allow them to make restitution like that's the beautiful thing about Revan is he was allowed to make restitution he was about allowed to make a a second a second chance and really help the galaxy out and just think of what Ben could do to help the galaxy he can do more good alive than he can dead yeah I mean he he's a he he has the mighty skywalker blood and he also has the power of the dyad like what can the dyad really do like that's something that really has not been shown and it has to be more than just growing flesh on Sidious's bony fingers (laughs) yeah it's gotta be more than that yeah um so yeah i i think it and i i you know i did a a a collaboration with a hundred percent star Wars. Oh, you yeah. probably are familiar with Luke's that. channel. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, Luke and I started talking and we're like, wonder if Basilis, Sean and Revan are a dyad in the force. And because Sidious says it's been, unfor- it's been unseen in generations. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, if Revan and Bastil are like the template of it. And that's why there's so many parallels between those two. Yeah. Um, 
So maybe the Old Republic movie or story is going to add that to the canon that Revan and Basila are another dyad. And this is what a dyad looks like. I don't know. That's just <laughs> another another possibility. Well, we're 100% down for that, you know? Like, it's just, yeah. it's just such an epic, you know romantic love story like what I, I i think i've said this before um george lucas i love how he just always kind of created like not contemporary romances like with han and leo is kind of more like the 30s like you know like uh, yeah screwball comedy formula and then uh with uh anakin and padme it was kind of more like the uh, courtly love tradition you know and like he just was so earnest, you know, like, it's just so different from like, what love stories are nowadays. Like, now I feel like love stories, if they're there, they're just so subtle, you know, they're like, it's whatever. Or like, they're just like, this is a girl, she has two lines, romance, you know, like, at the end, like, it won't make sense. But like, whatever, you know. And I just love that George Lucas loved love, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it it's also like this idea that it's bad for girls to be in a relationship or want a relationship. <laughs> like how dare you want a relationship or like, uh, to me, that's the beautiful thing about the last Jedi is it shows that like, look at the harmony when we work together, like we're meant to work together. And when Ben and Ray came, came together, they weren't able, they were able to do the impossible. So like, I wish filmmakers would know that it doesn't take power away from females if the female heroine can receive help. Yeah. <laughs> like she doesn't need it. We're not saying that she she needs it. But it's also empowering for females to have friends and like a dyad to to help them. You know, it's it's also empowering to to have a heroine get what she wanted. Yeah or Leia to get what she wanted. Like that's, that's part of empowerment is wish fulfilling. Yeah. So yeah. Friendship stories, love stories, like they're all good. They kind of like help make a, a whole person. I think, um, maybe sometimes people get turned off of, um, maybe Campbellian or mythic storytelling thought, like, because they think like if they hear hero or heroine, you know, or like, the hero's journey you know they kind of think it's just like a gender binary like maybe in the future like yeah some new terms will come about you know but like i think like you know like everyone like characters people like we all kind of have like you know like masculine and feminine you know parts of us right think, like and mm-hmm. like we all go through different journeys and like there's kind of like the physical, you know, we, we have to do like, that's kind of more about the outward. And then we all have to kind of reflect and do the inside work too, you know, and develop empathy and yeah. So it'll be interesting to see like if, if future Star Wars stories kind of like incorporate, you know, kind of more the mythic kind of poetic kind of side of things. Yeah. You know, I hope so. And yeah, it is hard to say heroines and heroes and male gays and female gays because it sounds so limiting. 
and I don't, I don't mean to eliminate or um, be, I'm just using the, the, uh, the utility of the word and not the gender of the word. (laughs) Yeah. If that that makes Mm -hmm. any sense. So um, it, yeah, it's, I, I, again, it's, it's the evolution of analysis. Like you said, maybe someday people will know how to use and explain better (laughs) in ways that we don't have right now. I just, all I want is a balance. Like that, that's, it just needs to be a balance. Like Tolkien, I love the balance that he had because he was able to get dark and gritty, but he also had like the ethereal and the beautiful with the elves. So, you know, you, you had a balance, you had it, you know, there was, there was grief and despair, but there also was elation and a happy ending yeah. uh, in the, in the Lord of the Rings. And I think star Wars and fantasy can, can be that way. Like, Happily Ever After doesn't have to be, uh, like you said, perfection. To me, Happily Ever After just means that the arc at that moment has ended in a satisfactory way. Yeah. <laughs> like, you you leave satisfactory knowing that another cycle will come about and the characters will have to go on another journey with more conflict and more pain and more triumph and it never it never ends like Campbell said that with us like we go on hero heroes journeys and we go through several cycles through our life yeah that's what I like about uh Campbell um it's not that I see myself like I'm not a megalomaniac whatever the word is you know like I don't see myself as like <laughs> the great person, like the world revolves around me, but like we no, all we yeah. all have trials right. and tribulations in life. It doesn't mean like if I go through struggles, this, this, and this is like guaranteed to happen, but it means like we kind of always have to like we always adapt and uh adapt to different like stimuli in our lives and like that's what um I think like Campbell was trying to get at and like Uh, the stories we tell and like have stayed with us like they have those patterns to teach us how to live you know and that's what I love exactly Mm -hmm. yeah I mean if if Revan and Bastila are adapted you know I just hope that the overall message is hope you know and like yeah yeah see another dyad like what are the similarities? What are the differences? You know, because um, I think like the stories there, the archetypes are there. You know, like it's a it's mm-hmm. a great setting. You know, and I just want love. You know, and, and hope. You know, wonder. Yeah, that's one thing I would love for the new game to have. Um, I have to mention this is not my. Uh, I I had an, a, another conversation with another uh, KOTOR fan, but she she expressed the desire that I was like, yeah, I feel that way too. Like we wish that in this new de- this new game there was more intimacy and romance that can be heightened between Bastille and Revan. Yeah. <laughs> like 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and nonverbal communications, which the, the original game was very limited in what they could do with nonverbals and gestures and, yeah. and where there's more, there's more romance than just banter. <laughs> yeah. They, they take right. Very sure. Yeah. Haunt, they take a very Han Leia approach to it, which yeah, I I love that. But I think it'd be also nice to not have them like have, have their first kiss, you know, like on the Ebon Hawk. I mean, you know, like yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we've kind of talked about that in our podcast, like. I love the beats of Robin and Bastila, but some of the dialogue and like, um, we can, we can do better, you know? Um, yes. Yeah. Maybe Robin yeah. and Bastila, they don't need quite like a 19 year age gap, you know, like maybe we can yeah. make a little smaller. Like I'm okay yeah. with an age gap, but maybe not, you know, almost 20 years, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> Like, ooh, and I, I hope, I hope, I pray they bring back Mitras or yeah. because I, I, I know we haven't, we're, we're getting off the set or I'm getting off the subject, but Kotor 2 is one of my absolute favorite games. Yeah. Like I've never cried. I cried in Mitra's game. And I really think that that is a story that I hope star wars brings back into canon because yeah. it's so mm-hmm. unique and powerful yeah yeah it, it it's like a heroine's journey kind of like through purgatory Kreia. how do you even talk yes. about Kreia? my fan cast for Kreia, <laughs> Catherine o'hara or she can play yaddle or maybe both you know like but yeah like i i would love to have mitra come back it's such a great story you know kotor too like KOTOR and KOTOR 2 are are so different, but, like, they're so rich, you know, and, like, so different, and whenever we get to season two of our podcast, I kind of have no idea how we're going to do it. (laughs) We joke that we're going to do Kreia the Musical on Ice, you know? Yeah. Do it as an ice capade. Yeah, so... And then we will, then we lose favor with Kreia and that's, that's the end. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She can say something like, then you have learned nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Apathy That's is right. death, and then it like turns into a whole number. And Disney should, you know, like we have so many good ideas that are commercially viable, you know. So, yeah, I That's I right. am here for it. I am here for it. Yeah, yeah. But um, one thing I, I I mean like I kind of wanted to ask you is is your quote like read mythically love epically yeah okay yeah i i that actually loki inspired that (laughs) because i i was saying to leo i was like i just wish people would think mythically and then love epically came after that but i it was born out of i just wish people would look at it more metaphorically than literally like look at the meaning of it (laughs) yeah instead of like the the well he killed people and thus it should end in death okay so yes i understand in the real world we have this discussion but in fairy tales things can go differently to inspire reality and so let's think mythically like think what it means more um like for example people 
will look at Kylo and be very hard on him when I say he's the adolescent boy. And they're like, well, how can he be the adolescent boy? He's 30 years old. And I said, well, developmentally he is. And Ryan Johnson said he was the anger of adolescence. So mythically speaking, he is the adolescent boy. Yeah. So think mythically, not literally. Yeah. Because then you get more from the story. I just think it's a it's a great I don't know, I kinda consider it like the uh tagline of your of your podcast, uh kind of like your your thesis statement, if you will. And like I, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I'll have to. I have. I'll have to tell Lou that. I'm like, can we just get rid of <laughs> two women <laughs> analyzing? <laughs> you know, like oh, that. That's much better to do, just say think mythically, love epically. Yeah. Um. So where can our uh, listeners uh, find you and Lou, like, to consume like your content? Uh, our channel is on uh, YouTube. Unfortunately, we are not on uh, like podcast, um, like uh, iTunes and and, and Podbean and, and things of that nature. We're working on it, but we're not there yet. We're just on YouTube for now. Um, just type in "Girls with Sabers" and you'll see it. But we're also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter tumblr under girls with sabers we also have a patron and merchandise at tpublic.com so if you want to come and swing by and say hey like i said community is extremely important and we want to hear from you and we love discussion so uh, feel free to drop us a note sometime <laughs> yeah and you guys are always welcome back uh at the old republic podcast and if you know you need kotor you know experts you know like oh we're always here. yes <laughs> so. i so want you to come and talk to me about mitra <laughs> yeah because yeah. i'm all alone in my mitra fandom <laughs> like i'm like i need someone to talk about mitra <laughs> so um Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. And it is a joy to find and talk to people about KOTOR because it is a Star Wars unto itself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And I, again, I want to apologize on behalf of Lou. She really wanted to be here, but life happened. The struggles happened yeah. and they overtook her. But I, I know the story is important to her, too. And um, she was looking forward to it. So, again, thank you. And hopefully we can have you on soon and wax poetic about KOTOR. Probably talk about some Kraya conundrums. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we love Kraya. Yeah. So. We love, we love Kraya. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Even though she doesn't always love us back. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. She doesn't love us at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, and that was today's episode, so take care and may the force be with you. And you can find us on Instagram at Old Republic Podcast. And if you want to connect with me, I can be found on Instagram at Astro underscore droid underscore. And if you want to connect with us on Twitter, we can be found at Old Republic Pod. 
on Patreon. The link is in our Instagram bio, or you can find it at www.patreon.com slash Podcast. And the Old Republic Podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as everywhere else that Anchor Podcasts are distributed. Subscription, reviews, and shares help us out. Our intro theme was composed by Dennis S. Mowers at DennisMowersMusic.com. Our outro theme was composed by Alistair Sherman at AlistairSounds.Wixsite.com forward slash Alistair Sounds. And our transition music was composed by Christian Walker at ChristianWalkerMusic.com. This episode of the Old Republic Podcast has been brought to you by Nikki Dog from Patreon. May the Force be with you. We will be back soon. Bye for now.